Dit is de Rousseau Radio. De enige echte podcast van KVM Media over de Groningse basketbaltrots Donar. Met Klaas-Jan Terveen, Bas Kammerga en Yannick Masson. Vanuit KVA Media Headquarters is dit jouw favoriete podcast over onze noordelijke basketbaltrotse donor. Op waarschijnlijk de heetste dag van het jaar praten we in de relatief koele woonkamer van het HQ bij met de opvolg van onze vorige gast Martin de Vries. Zijn opvolger Draco Pasolits schuift aan in seizoen 2, aflevering 44 van Doosa Radio. And from now on we're switching to English. Because uh, we decided to, dis- do- to not do this one in Dutch <laughs> with our guest uh, Drago Pasolis. Drago, uh, welcome uh, in my house in the studio from Kavia Media. How are you? Thank you very much. Uh, greets to all of you. Greets to your uh, listeners. Um, thank you for the question. I'm uh, doing very fine, very comfortable here at your place. So, yeah. Just back from the States. Correct. Correct. Just uh, on uh, Sunday afternoon, we, mm. we came back after seven days uh, spending in Las Vegas. So. Well, we're going to talk about that in uh, this podcast and many other things. Mm-hmm. First, uh, I will uh, introduce the co-hosts. Uh, as always, Bas. Yep. Uh, I'm over here. You're over <laughs> there. <laughs> and Yannick is over my yep. on my left side for the viewers on the right side. Yeah, <laughs> for the viewers. That would be fun if somebody... <laughs> Put a camera here, and then people would view. Yeah, could do that. Uh, how are you? Uh, how are you, Yannick? <laughs> uh, a little hot, but better now that I'm at your place because it's it's quite comfortable here. It's not too hot. I left uh, last Friday for a trip to Germany, and I decided to uh, close everything so the sunscreen uh, down. So then I thought, when I come back, it's not so hot in in the house, and uh, it worked. At uh, my right. place, it's uh, 38 degrees right now, so <laughs> <laughs> it's not really my temperature, so that, yeah, so it's better here. So you're going to sleep uh, somewhere, somewhere else uh, tonight? Uh, well, I see that you have a couch, so... <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, couch surf at my uh, couch. Um, okay, guys, um, of course, uh, every podcast we talk about uh, a highlight from uh, the last couple of weeks... Uh, because it was a couple of weeks ago that we made our last show with uh, Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bas. Yeah, it, it was very uh, recent. I uh, saw the new uh, FC Groningen uh, for the first time uh, this season in uh, Rolde. They played against uh, FC Emmen. Uh, yeah, friendly game. And it, uh, yeah, the score was uh, 2-1. But it was uh, yeah, nice to see the, the new players uh, for the first time in, in real uh, life. And um, yeah, the temperature was, uh, was nice over there. So... Uh, It was a, a nice afternoon in uh, in Rolde. Yeah, do you like those kind of uh, matches? Yeah, yeah. Normally, uh, yeah. Be- be- before Corona, I uh, watched uh, all the friendly games. Uh, of course, also uh, due to my uh, my job uh, with FC mm-hmm. Groningen. But uh, yeah, this time um, this was the first. Uh, uh, this was already uh, the sixth game in the in the in the uh, preseason. But it was the first time uh, they were close uh, to my house, and it was in a weekend. So um, yeah, I think um, it's nice to to see them. Um, Before the real uh, league starts. Well, let's hope that uh, Donar and FC Groningen will do uh, a good season. Mm -hmm. That's good for the city and good for the fans. Uh, Yannick. Uh, as it's uh, vacation now from my uh, from my study, I uh, have delved very deeply into the Tour de France, um, a sport for people that don't work because you lay on your couch for six hours a day and then watch people cycle. Uh, and then on the off days, uh, I started cycling myself again. So uh, yesterday, Monday, um, I uh, went out on my race bike for the first time in a very long period, um, and I chose a very hot day to do so, which was not so fun <laughs> with uh, lots of water being spilled and uh, yeah a very hot Yannick Masson at the side of the road taking a break uh, somewhere halfway uh, around the trip um, but yeah so Tour de France right now cycling vacation just yeah doing less than I do usually sounds sounds like a like a good uh, good holiday uh, Drago did you experience anything other than <laughs> Las Vegas the, the cop- last couple of weeks <laughs> Well, barely. Uh, I have to say, after as soon as the season finished, I was uh, suffering from uh, coronavirus and uh, mm. was a week out. Let's say I was uh, recovering at home, 
but as uh, soon as I could uh, get back to the work, it was a uh, lot of video watching, a lot of uh, contacts uh, with the people and collecting information, also creating uh, some new projects for the youth development. So let's say donor, 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 <laughs> till, uh, till Las Vegas, I would say that there was also great experience, but uh, busy. And then uh, probably last day of our stay in Vegas, we could... Uh, experience something else different than basketball yeah the gambling i wouldn't say so more <laughs> more, uh, more the pools the, no it was actually uh visiting some uh, uh, uh big aquariums and mm -hmm. visiting um hoover dame uh, the big uh, how you say oh, yeah. in a neighborhood and a big lake over there so did, was, did you cool. uh, do the helicopter uh No, actually, we, we were thinking, but that was a bit pricey, so, yeah. <laughs> so we stayed aside, yeah. Yeah, I did, uh, I did it, <coughs> the helicopter uh, ride, and uh, we, land, uh, uh, we landed on the bottom of the uh, Grand Canyon mm. with the helicopter, oh. so that was a great uh, experience. I did, I did uh, when I was in Vegas for last time, then, then I was still a player over there, I did, uh, with my uncle come and visit me, so we went with a small plane, uh, We know with the double wings mm -hmm. and the propeller, uh, we went uh, flying over the Grand Canyon. But me being uh, afraid of uh, planes, I was just uh, <laughs> thinking <laughs> of when we're going to land and oh. not seeing much. So that was yeah. oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Well, I also and saw class, yeah. I also saw FC Groningen. Yeah, but you were uh, in uh, Osnabrück. In Osnabrück, uh, Osnabrück in uh, Germany, and very nice uh, town. And we uh, were there with six uh, hundred. Uh, fans from FC Groningen for a friendly game, so uh, it was a very nice atmosphere in the uh, away section. Yeah. And well, I thought that was very funny because uh, those friendly games, uh, to be honest, nothing's at stake really. You know, you can lose them, but FC Groningen won, and everybody got crazy in the away <laughs> section, and so it was a bit of a, a bit of bit bit of fun actually. And a bit of beer and bratwurst, maybe. And a bit of beer and bratwurst, uh, yeah. yeah. And and uh, we're really Osnabrück is a very nice uh, little town in uh, in Germany mm -hmm. with old houses and nice streets. It's not not that big, but uh, it has a good vibe. So uh, I had a nice weekend uh, over there. And now we're back, um, and we're uh, doing this podcast uh, in the middle of the summer. Yeah. About uh, Donar, about uh, you, about uh, what's going on around uh, the club. First of all, uh, I would like to ask you the question, uh, uh, how do you experience your new job uh, in, in, at Donar? Well, you know, like uh, now it's already three and a half months uh, after the, that I accepted the job and I started. It was, uh, it, it was a process and it's still a process of uh, a lot of learning and, uh, and um, finding uh, our, my own ways, let's say, in that way and uh, how to... Um, how to put my vision into the into the work but um but yeah so far so great i would say that it's a great uh, uh challenge for me like i'm uh, i'm honored to have this uh this chance in my life but uh, i know that there's a lot of expectations as well yeah. you know and that's uh that i have that kind of weight but you know i i'm uh, still very excited and i think we can do great things so what were your first thoughts when dona reached out to you And you heard, oh, they are interested in me. Well, it was, of course, it was a little bit unexpected. But uh, still, you know, I liked the idea a lot because um, uh, since I stopped uh, playing actively, I was always looking at uh, possibility how to live in the Netherlands and being active in basketball. And the uh, coaching job was not something that I was attracted to. Mm. And uh, But to be honest, there was no many jobs where you can live out of basketball and be fully fully uh, uh having a fully job in, into the basketball so mm -hmm. combination of living in Netherlands and uh, having a job in basketball was not not the easiest one um, that's why I accepted the role in uh, scouting uh, pro scouting for the Los Angeles Clippers for almost two years that was a kind of part-time job a great experience uh And then uh, beginning of last season, I uh, took the voluntary ro role into the being a head of uh, Basketball Academy in Bosch. That was close to the place where I lived uh, with my family in Breda. So basically, yeah, I was still investing in the basketball, but uh, 
not not as a full-timer but staying in the netherlands was very important for you i understand now yeah of course my i, I don't want to be away from my kids it was uh During my career, uh, they move a lot with me, and uh, now it's time where they have settled down uh, with their schools, with their friends, with their sports. So I want to just be close to them. I had uh, chances uh, uh, to start my coaching career also, and uh, being uh, assistant of some nice, good, good, well-known coaches uh, abroad. But uh, that was not the path that I wanted to choose. Why not? Because I was not. Two things: I didn't want to leave the Netherlands, and I was not interested in uh, coaching. And why not interested in coaching? Because you also, um, to me, you always were a kind of a coach's player as well. Yeah, but it's not. I'm not saying never, never, but not in this stage. And mm-hmm. because I'm also thinking that that is the type of job that uh, you have to be gone a lot. It's not really stable job. It's uh, if you want to improve, uh, let's say, uh, yeah, one day you were going to probably try to experience something international. But I'm not open for mm. for that right now. And is my in this in this type of uh, in this uh, stage of my life. Let's say. Mm. Yeah, good to know. Yeah. 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 Well, um, let's talk about um, the uh, actual actuality, uh, the, the 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 roster of of donor. I think uh, that <laughs> most of the listeners are uh, interested uh, to hear about that. Mm. It's it's three weeks ago we had our uh, previous podcast. So um, uh, yeah, already uh, eight players are on the on the roster. Um, Can you uh, take us through these uh, these uh, first eight players that uh, are signed for uh, for Donar? Well, um, I think on the end of the last season, uh, the only player that we had assigned uh, there was uh, Leon Williams. Mm-hmm. He was under the contract. Uh, uh, we we spoke, of course, with the Willem Brandwijk. We wanted to extend him. Uh, uh, we succeed with that, of course. Willem uh, really wants to stay. You know, he's um, he's very uh, positive about things. What's going on um, with uh, young players as uh, Mark Rorda and uh, Kjell Zaudema? I had a uh, individual talk, and uh, we discussed their um, their future and where where they have to develop, mm-hmm. and uh, how we think of their future, and uh, on which things they have to work, and. Uh, what we gonna take care of you know like uh, in uh, terms of their uh, strength and conditioning you know programs and also individual workouts uh, with the assistant coach and a coach and uh, and uh, uh, where we gonna try to give them more chance by playing so they were uh, they were realizing okay uh, this is the this is the way that I, I want to develop as well and uh, I think it was good yeah. move for the from the club and uh, from them mm-hmm. Uh, further on, um, uh, yeah, we we signed uh, with uh, Olaf Schaftener. Yeah, um, yeah, Olaf was uh, of course he's a starting four uh, position in a national team. Uh, we know that. Uh, I think he was while well, the time when he was in Zwolle, he was uh, uh, tried to be developed as a three man. Uh, I don't think that he is a three-position player. Maybe that was a good idea in in the past, but right now he's uh, already experienced and uh, uh, inexperienced age. Where I think that he's uh, fit is perfectly as a four-man, and uh, we know that he can uh, be a hell of a shooter when he's uh, on on fire. So. Uh, I think that was uh, also a great addition. Mm-hmm. You will see him in Prague. Yeah, yeah, yep. we will see him in Prague. <coughs> we, we saw him in uh, in Almere, uh, yep. putting the trees uh, in even. So uh, yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, When he's in the dressing room, he can still shoot a three ball. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's for sure, and that can that can always help the team. You know, when you have a good shooter on uh, on that spot, mm-hmm. I think it can open up the floor a lot. You know, and it can uh, bring uh, other players. Uh, Easier way to the to, to the basket yeah. to score to create, so. and he has a uh, connection via via the national team with Matthew, of course, being yeah. an assistant there, and with Leon, yeah, and with Leon already, yeah, they know each other. Correct, correct, and they will be uh, all summer in uh, you know in uh, in the training process, so they will. Uh, I expect them to come uh, ready on uh, from the first day. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said, "I want to win prizes uh, with Donar, yeah, uh, because I think I have a real uh, a shot at winning a prize." So. The bar is high from the first moment on. 
Well, you know, I think that that's not a secret. I think that the donor are always aiming for the highest, you know, it's always aiming for the trophies for that is club that we are, you know, that is something that uh, our fans are used to, you know, so we shouldn't yeah, run away from those kind of, uh, let's say, expectations. So, yeah, that is, uh, that is true. Yeah. And it's very important also um, um, uh, that we play European basketball because he said that Donar is playing European basketball. That convinced me to come to Groningen. That's very important for him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, I, I think it's, uh, uh, as I said, like fighting for the trophies, but also playing in European competition. You know, that is that is attractive. I think not just for Olaf, but also for uh, some foreigner players that we want to bring. Exactly. Uh, that's a great window for the club, for the club itself, but also for the players. You know, like for their careers and a great experience. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it's very important because you never know what happens when you don't play European basketball. Oh. It, it was four four days before your uh, your contract started. Uh, I think that uh, that we won that uh, cup. And so it, yeah, yeah. It, it was a good start off. I think. Yeah, I do so think it was a week week before. Oh, yeah. a week maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah correct. Yeah. That was. I mean, yeah, it was a was good start off. Yeah, it, it, of course. It's yeah. It, I I won't say it, it's easier to get players, but it's uh, you you got a better story. Uh, definitely. Listen, that, that competing in Europe every every single season, it would it would be great goal and great achievement, and that's what we are trying to do. You yeah. know, so. Uh, and Donor is uh, putting a streak up. Uh, it, it started out when you were a player yourself, and uh, since then, uh, Donor is active in Europe. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it it's I, I th- yeah, but I think over the years with the, with the success that uh, Donar had in Europe, that interest for European games started to rise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember just joining the club. Uh, I didn't understand why uh, games on a Tuesday or Wednesday it's uh, less visited than uh, than uh, weekend games. I was always thinking, okay, it must be because of its working day. Yeah. Uh, but actually, yeah, it was uh, just I guess that people didn't have. Uh, I wouldn't say trust that Donar will go in the mm-hmm. second round or something like that, but it was not not kind of in a culture at that time. Correct. And then I think with the success, that started to change, and that was a great great to see how people can be fired up uh, for the European games. That's what yeah. we need. And yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. these games are uh, sometimes even more popular than uh, than the right now the finals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, like you you have we have to understand that there's limited the number of the of the European games and mm-hmm. that. Uh, Every year that we are in Europe might bring us different opponents, you know, from this different cultures, you know, and that's I think that's always exciting to see, you know, different style of basketball, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, different opponents. So, you know, playing the boss, playing the Lyde, you know, like you'll have that every season, you yeah, know, yeah. Not, not that it's making it more less excited, mm-hmm. but but I think that uh, European games, it's um, kind of a special. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it helps you to get to be a better team, I think, also. I think I think spe- especially for the young players, I think it's, it means a lot. You know, yeah. like to play European Cups. Uh, you know, it's a different type of of, uh, of games, and uh, lim- as I said, limited limited games during the season. So it's um, I think it's great for their development. By the end of June, you uh, donor not only announced new players but also a new assistant coach, Andre uh, Stimac. I think it's pronounced. You pronounce it great. <laughs> uh, you were rehearsing at the whole afternoon. <laughs> of <course. laughs> and of course, uh, uh, a coincidence that he's from Croatia or not. <laughs> well, yes and no. Yeah. So, yeah, I have to say that um, Andre, I know as a player, not know him personally, but I played against him. And so... He was a power we, forward. Yes, I think. he was. In back in the days when uh, when I was just starting, I was a power forward as well. So yeah. we regarding each other, he's a bit older than me, but um, uh, I didn't know him personally. I never spoke to him. It was just hi hi, and that was that would be it. Only trash talk. Yeah, <laughs> no, on, he, I can, I can. No, 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 I can't no. say he's. Um, <laughs> I think he's not that type of player. Okay, okay. No, he was a he gentleman. Was, he was, yeah, he was like you know tough. He was doing his job, you know, good player, but mm. not not uh, not uh, trashy he things on a he no, didn't need or or, or he no. didn't need us. No, I mean he's not that, that type of guy. So, okay, okay. No, I didn't experience <laughs> that. So basically, the first uh, real talk uh, that we had it was uh, now in a recruiting process, and uh, 
knowing uh, his career as a player, I think that can uh, help a lot, you know, in uh, translating uh, his knowledge as an ex-player to the players nowadays. And also, like, uh, he was uh, three years assistant coach in Fribourg, uh, mm-hmm. one of the years when they kicked us out in uh, BCL uh, qualifications. Yeah. And uh, later on, two years, he was head coach of uh, Geneva. So... Yeah, I think he can bring uh, a certain knowledge and experience um, for our team. Yeah, is it, is he uh, uh, different? He, of course, he's different compared to Jan Stalman. Uh, did you thought as a, as as you as 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 uh, for for your job, but also as a club that you had to go uh, on another direction other than Jan Stalman? Yes, of course. That's what what happened. You know, I am really thankful for what Jan bring to us. I mean, Jan is a really hard worker, professional uh, guy. You know, lovable guy by everybody yes, in the organization, is. and that's why, to be honest, it was very tough decision. You know, um, but you know, thinking of what is the best thing for the organization, talking together with Matthew, talking together with Jan, uh, I believe simply that. Um, Jan, as a, as a assistant coach who still needs to develop, needs next to him uh, more experienced head coach from, mm-hmm. he, from which he can learn. But same t- things come for Matthew as not so experienced uh, young head coach. He needs, I would say, a little bit more experienced assistant next to himself. So that's what, what where my thoughts were, and that is the only reason for it. Yeah, and he knows a lot about uh, uh, basketball. He also was the assistant coach for Croatia, I think, or mm-hmm. not? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for the national team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he is experienced. That is one thing we can say for sure. <laughs> well, that is for the whole idea, I think. I yeah. Would say. yeah. Um, not only a new assistant coach, but there was another uh, announcement. Yeah. Uh, advisor, yeah, minded van Veen. We knew, yeah. Yeah, we knew him. So he's uh, maybe that's always uh, also fits into this uh, experience uh, thing and his uh, his knowledge about uh, yeah scouting the the European uh, opponents uh, what he did uh, with with Eric Brown. Can, yeah. you, can you tell uh, some more about that? Yeah, it's a new ro- role, yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, I would say that that is um, the minder comes uh, in the role of uh, of course advisor for uh, Matthew and for Andre. And uh, that he brings uh, his ideas and uh, his, uh, uh, I say, his view of uh, from his perspective. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, like uh, I'm in a talk with him about some some other things, you know. And um, he's just advising there, and he's uh, helping in his his way, you know. I think he will. Uh, while uh, Matthew is uh, busy with national team, he will be uh, yeah. closer to the to the mm. to the team, helping Andre to to run the team in uh, in the first weeks of uh, preparations. Yeah, uh, because, because that's a bit of a puzzle. Eh? Uh, in September, uh, the Euro uh, champions are, and in, in November and February there are two uh, yeah, windows with, uh, for the World Cup uh, already. Yeah, okay, well, I'm not thinking that far. I'm focusing now okay. on, on a preseason. Yeah, Let's pre-season. say Matthew will be with us uh, first week of the preparations, then a couple of weeks, uh, uh, Mindert and, uh, and uh, Andre will run yeah. the team. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the the main role is advising and uh, communicating to Mindert, you know, and I think with his experience, he can always uh, bring, uh, uh, you know, good ideas and just uh, sometimes check, sometimes talk, you know, sometimes... Uh, Discuss about some things, mm-hmm. but it's always uh, good good to have uh, uh, such as experience around, you know, and 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 see what is his point of view. So, yeah. Yeah. No. okay, no. great. Well, then we <coughs> have uh, forward uh, Clay Mounts left. No, no, no. We, we have one in between as well. Yeah, Sander yeah. Hollanders. First. Sander Hollanders. Sander Hollanders. Yeah. Sixth player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We left Sander out. Yes. No, 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 no. We did. <laughs> we, we pick it up. Uh, uh, we, we, yeah. Of Zangers. course, we talked about him in the last podcast. Yeah. That's that's why. Uh, yeah. 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 We forgot about him. Yeah, because Mar- Martin was uh, actually yeah. the guy behind that transfer. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I have to say that uh, that's that's um, we we did it kind of together. Mm-hmm. I, would, I yeah. would call it. You know, it was um, I was not uh, still officially uh, in the role, but uh, yeah, we were uh, we were talking about him, and uh, I would say that that is last 
signature of Martin and first of mine. Yeah, well, yeah. I would say co-production, <laughs> co-production. Yeah. co-production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a yeah, it was it was a, I think it was a good call from Martin, and uh, we are talking about young potential uh, player, you know, and uh, I think he have a high upside, you know. Of course, he's a player who still needs to develop, but uh, and he's aware of that, and uh, that's what I think. It's great that he is uh, trying. Um, you know his his questions. First questions were like, okay, you know, like, is there individual workouts? Is there a gym to work out? You know, like uh, for fitness and stuff like that. So that's 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 the questions you want to hear yeah. from mm-hmm. uh, from a guy of his age, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, of course, I think uh, Donor is a big big step for him. It's going to be challenge, of course, but uh, I think uh, with uh, his talent, it's just uh, patient and hard work and, uh, you know, like uh, I think it's, so it's going to be great. For you are fans. also really thinking about the future because basketball can be such um, such a fast sport, you know, one year after another year with totally different players. But how important is it for you and for Donar to look behind that year and look to the future with those guys with a lot of potential? Yeah, I think like when we are, especially when we are talking on, about young players, I think it's who got who who can bring that potential and who can we expect that he can they can be uh, like in a way carriers of the of the team in the future years. You know, I think it's it's great that to have them. Um, for multiple years and not just year after year we are also trying to build some core of the team where um, where we have established our our core values into the team you know and then it's easier to bring uh, people from aside and bring them into that culture if you have to uh, rebuild the team every single year then yeah. it's harder to get those values during the season yeah. so I think it's it's great to have guy guy like him guy like Willem you know like of course you know like guys who who can be there for a couple of years you know and develop together with us you know and uh, and of course uh, bring us on a, also on a, on a good level because i think that's the most difficult part of your job because you can uh, you can get a clay mount something uh, a player that is already arrived we all can see that he can play basketball um he's uh, still young eh? i, I know he's, he's still young, young but yeah. but he's more arrived yeah. and yeah. i think the most difficult part of your job is uh, to uh, to see in the future and think, well, how does this player uh, act over two years? Well, that's that's something that you know, like you can have a vision for somebody, and then uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of questions in between. You know, what is the uh, work ethic? What is is there injuries involved? Uh, you know, what is the old process? You know, how much how much. A certain player can carry the pressure that it's uh, requested from mm. the owner. You know, there's a lot of questions, and but you know, I would say like without hard work, dedication, and uh, a lot of sweat, uh, yeah, that uh, that it's impossible to reach the level that they can reach. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we have one more guy. Yeah, Ronald Zakis. Ronald Zakis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is probably the most difficult one for most Donar fans because, you know, Schaftenaar plays for the Dutch national team, so we know him, uh, Hollanders for Weert, Mounts, we saw, everybody saw him at Den Bosch. Um, but Zakis is, uh, that's also difficult with basketball. Um, I try to find games of him, full games, um, but most of them were from like two or three years ago. Um, what kind of player is he in your mind and how does he fit into the uh, Donar DNA? Well, I think uh, when when I was um, looking for the positions, you know, I think um, that is the position that uh, five men and let's p- say point guard in a way have to bring some kind of experience. Let's say what Thomas Kunis did bring it in a past season, you know, and uh, and I think next to Willem, you know, who is very who is young, who is very athletic, you know, put, you have a big upside as well you know I think it's good to have a more experienced player who uh, who knows how to carry the pressure you know playing big games you know but also who is a different type of 
a player uh, than Willem who can uh, play on the low post. He's very physical, you know, at his age of 35, I would say he's still pretty athletic. I saw uh, a couple of games from him and uh, even one from last year, which was difficult to find. But even there, you still could see that he was pretty athletic. Like if Willem is an eight, then he's probably a six and a half, seven, somewhere around there. No, but that's that's impressive for that age. I remember some <laughs> players uh, sitting here on the table at <laughs> that age. No, that, that, that's... Um, no, I think that that is the key point, you know, that uh, looking at his age, you know, we, we, we know that he can bring the experience, but, you know, he's still on a level that he can uh, really uh, physically level that he can carry it on. And uh, hopefully there will not be injuries or anything like that, but he can bring a, a low post game. He can uh, even shoot from outside. So, you know, like we just thought, okay, this is this is the fit for us. Yeah, so he's basically like, uh, well, not the new Thomas Kunis, but the guy that replaces that experience role at the five position. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. What I uh, re read about it uh, on the website, uh, he was honored to play for Donar. I like that word, that, that choice of word. A young player is excited, he mm -hmm. is honored. Yeah. I think that's a difference or not, that's a difference. That's good to hear, you know, because I would say still, you know, like he playing for some uh, big teams, you know, and uh, it's good that players understand where they're coming. Yeah. You know, like I would say not uh, every player is aware what Donar means, you know, and um, and it's good if they do their research before and they know where they're coming. So that's good to know. Well, one left. One left? No. Uh, that's yeah, Clay Mounts. Yeah, uh, if yeah. you uh, mean the number eight, because I I don't think uh, Drago is going to tell names uh, we didn't know already. Uh, we, <laughs> we we can ask him yeah. uh, one time, two time, three times in this podcast, but <laughs> no. not going to happen, guys. He's no. Shaking his head. Nope. Yeah, no, 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 no. So it's it's Clay Mounts. Um, yeah, uh, he, he didn't see his role at Den Bosch as uh, yeah they they wanted to uh, uh, put him in uh, as like a, more of a four uh, player. Mm -hmm. and, and here with Donor, it's it's different. You see him as a well. I I, I would say that forward. he yeah. I think his natural position is a mm -hmm. three position. I think the yeah. boss bring him as well as a three man. You know, yeah. like uh, together with Shane Humming. Yeah, yeah. Three uh, four was in the press. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I would released. say three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because they are head on the four position. Uh, Morgan Stillman and and. Uh, Mike Carlson. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Of course, that he showed during the playoff times that in a small ball game, he can um, play also position four. Mm -hmm. That is also interesting mm. for us, you know. But uh, no, I see him mostly as a three man uh, with a, a good size. He is a two meter one. Uh, he's athletic enough, you know. He uh, improved his shot during the season where he started to. Uh, shooting very well in a, in a, in a playoffs. So, yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, and he is still a young player, and I would say repeat the same thing, what same type of questions that Sander had, he had as well. Ah, okay. And uh, that is about development, that's about the strength, that it's about, you know, like extra progress in his career. So he sees, of course, <laughs> Donar as a, a step in, in his uh, career that, you know, like, uh, but not final goal you know mm -hmm. he's he he's really still hungry and he still want to improve so you know like uh, already what he brought in the boss i would say that it's that it that was great to see impressive but thinking because, but yeah. thinking that he can still develop that yeah. is that is even uh, more interesting because yeah. in the boss he, he delivered also in the big games that was uh if you look back uh, now for the last uh, couple of months he was uh the, yeah. the, maybe the stable guy in in the team Yep. Uh, I have to admit it and hate it that yeah he showed <laughs> yeah. against us. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's also about character and attitude, I think, uh, and I think that's also what you like in him. Of course, of course, yeah. that's uh, that's what we are trying to look in every player, you know. And that's uh, with Clay was easier to get those informations. You could see him uh, here every day, every game, how he acts, you know, and how he. I had informations about uh, how he practiced, you know, and how, what is his attitude, you know. You see that it's right body language, and uh, so basically, we are trying to look that into every of our players, you know, like that is uh, the information that we are trying to collect. But yeah. That sometimes uh, mm -hmm. you, you you don't know you know like everything till you don't see the guy so it's uh, but yeah we try to minimize those risks uh, by by collecting all type of information yeah. yeah 
How do but, you collect that information? Because that can be pretty difficult sometimes, I imagine. Of course. Well, you know, that's why I'm saying, like, if you have a broad network, that can help. Um, one of the tasks that I had already also with the Clippers was uh, collecting those type of informations. And then, um, of course, those information has to be reliable. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, cases where, uh, for the same player, I would say, ask two different people but from same organizations and i would get two different answers yeah. wow yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah you that's why i'm saying you never know what is behind the story you try to get the most reliable information but sometimes yeah most of the time you hope that you succeed but sometimes it can be uh, wrong information so, yeah. Yeah. yeah but then also with the job that you did before you also maybe get a network of people that you trust their opinion on some players and some people that you think well maybe hmm yeah well you I, i can't say that you know everybody of course that network is broad but uh yeah sometimes you have to ask people who you know just uh, a little bit you don't know them personally that good and uh and yeah. you, you you don't know what type of information you will get no yeah. how how important are uh, statistics of of players well yes yeah i mean it's i guess that that is the Not always the most important, but let's say that the first glance that when you want to see the player, that it's something that you look at it. Yeah. Uh, so before you start with some type of videos and everything, of course, it's going to be interesting to see uh, somebody's stats, you know, and um, and then start looking at the videos. So but, but but then on the other hand, you you don't want to have players who play for their own statistics. No. So it's, no, no, it's no, all no, about no. team uh, team play, of course. Yeah, we know that in the donor DNA. No, but that is that is something that um, I think when you start to look into the videos, you see you see quite a lot. You know, you don't want to see just highlights when the guys the guys scoring. I mean, what what can you see from mm -hmm. there? You know, but you want to see shot selection. You want to see you know like his body language. You want to see. Yeah, maybe uh, a defensive a, side, you know. Like, maybe so. a full quarter when the team is 10 points behind. No, but it's different. No, yeah. I mean, I think first what you see, it's a, it's a little clips of the somebody. Can mm -hmm. you can you like the guy and how, the way he plays? But then when you are when you are uh, kind of into the guy, then you go into fully games. Yeah. That's the only way how you can see uh all reactions and and uh, what he brings you know and then you try not always with the uh, games that uh, they win or where they he, where he play good but also mm -hmm. you know like difficult moments where they are losing or where he's not performing and yeah. what is the reaction there, and and so. uh, do you have other sources than the uh, the sources we have as as uh, just just the fans do you have uh, special systems you can uh, get oh. some uh, videos from yeah i mean we'll, we have uh, of course our uh, programs that we are working with uh, it's called instat uh, mm -hmm. that's uh, it's uh, we, we can get access to basically every game every, every player in the world uh, yeah ever recorded in yeah, the, over the last uh, 10 years. full yeah. full full games full stats uh, cut it clips in uh, whatever you want you know by so no secrets from all, all games uh, official games that are played in the over the last no years. no not no. about that but you mm -hmm. know you th there's recruiting is a complex process you know it's mm -hmm. not just about watching the video it's it's as i said like collecting personality. information personality but yeah. then it's also like um, uh, medical status of the players, yeah yeah you know like uh, what type of injuries they did why they didn't play many games what what's happened behind you know like their working habits their attitude toward the are they coachable i mean yeah a yeah. lot of lot of questions <laughs> so and yeah. then the coach has to have to make a, a team out of it So you have yes, to and that's basically what I'm trying to mm -hmm. explain people. So we are watching a lot of videos, collecting all type of information, trying to puzzle everything in the best way that we think that it would fit. Mm -hmm. And then before first of practice and before first game, we have no idea what we had. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, <coughs> I think uh, you want to work with a roster of of 12 uh, players maybe? Or isn't that uh, definite uh, on, on this moment? Well, we would like to have, uh, in in our mind for now, it's uh, 11 contracted players. Okay. Uh, we would like to add uh, some of the players of the uh, our development team, uh, not uh, fully on the roster, but let's say that it's uh, probably depend on the on the on the um, 
day we can uh, mm -hmm. change some of them and uh, we'll have uh, let's say three four players from uh, development team who can uh, who can enter on the roster of the of the pro team yeah uh, they'll also be invited of course on the practices and i think also for their development and for their experience that's a that's a good good step yeah so we can expect uh, three more announcements over the next uh, few weeks yeah, from, from we have to, yeah, we yeah. have to yeah to to close up the the roster. We need a starting point guard. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we are looking at a shooting guard uh, slash combo mm -hmm. and uh, four men. Yeah, yeah, yep. four position. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Um, how <laughs> yeah, how's it looking? Yeah, you're not going to tell me. But how far are you yeah. in that prog uh, progress? Yeah. And I want to ask: Is are there uh, are there players you watched in Vegas mm -hmm. um, that got you very interested? There was few few players that uh, you know you you get interested in the moment that you see them, but uh, then you start to look at more closely and uh, and I would say figure out that it's maybe you know not not the profile that you want or you think okay they are not that bad but let me explore market a little bit more and see what is what is out there so i would say that there is uh numbers and numbers players who are um, offered to us uh who are there on our lists um, there's a lot of um, them that we have to go through you know they're through their profiles of course all the players is um discussed uh, between uh, four of us between uh, Matthew Andre uh, Minder and myself you know like uh, you know like we I think uh, four heads uh, can think better than one mm -hmm. so you know like we are as I'm saying we try to see you know how each of us think of the of the player and uh, and as I said, minimize the risks but there's there's a lot of still a lot of names on the paper that we have to go through. I think that Yannick uh, wants to be a fly on that wall or not. <laughs> I would love to, but yeah. I can't. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. guys, when you think uh, that's okay, I want to talk also about some other things because yeah. we are 40 minutes away now in this episode. Uh -huh. um, of course, we all know you uh, grew up in Croatia. Um, can you uh, explain in a few sentences how was your childhood uh, in that country and what is it for for uh, because we're from the Netherlands, of course. What what is Croatia for a country? And it, it wasn't even Croatia. No, exactly, Croatia. exactly. No. Because it's another. That's another history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's correct. I was born in uh, ex Yugoslavia, of yeah. course, and um, then in the age of uh, six, uh, experienced not experienced, but uh, we were part of the, of course, war over there. Yeah. Mm. I was a lucky one that I lived on an island uh, with my parents and my brother and sister uh, that um, that is was not directly affected or attacked in that war. But yeah, we we had the consequences over there. Of course, it was not easy, you know, and that was going on until uh, 1995. It was for five years. Um, yeah, but basically the 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 island itself it's touristic, you know, live from tourism and. Uh, no sports going on, no sports activities, no sports clubs uh, going for four to five months uh, fully alive uh, <laughs> for tourism. And then it shuts down completely. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I would say in the age of 12, 13, I was already almost two meters height. And uh, then, yeah, my parents was thinking, okay, what to do with him, you know, like, uh, let's maybe give it a chance to, to try with some sports. I was, I have to say, I was not interested in sports at all because most of the sports would be play football and I would be the clumsiest one by mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, then on the first practice of basketball, I fell in love right away and that uh, there where it starts, you know, I moved the uh, very next year, when on the age of 13, I moved in, uh, in split and uh, mm -hmm. started my process there and three three years later i become a pro so can you explain to our listeners how important and how big basketball is in uh, in that area yeah there's a lot of tradition of course you know like uh, still football is number one sport but basketball especially <coughs> Back in the days, it was it was big, big. Hugo Plastica uh, yeah, was the best club of exactly. Europe. Exactly, yeah. that's 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 from Split, you, where I started. Yeah, that's yeah. the same club. 
You, so you saw these these games then back then when you were a little kid? No, no, I no. didn't. Okay. I mean, yes, on television. Yeah, right? okay. because I was living on an island. It was not. I mean, uh, I was still kind of young, but mm -hmm. uh, and that that is uh, the years when war starts. So yeah. like let's, that that was a little bit under the radar for me as a kid. But of course, that that's a big success. They were three time in a row. They were European champions, 89, 90, 91. Yeah. So, I mean, with the guys like Tony Kukoc and Dino Raja, I mean, come on, that's a yeah. big, big even names, in, you know. Even in the Netherlands, we, we know these yeah. names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's... Um, yeah. You yeah. played with Raja as well, right? For Sorry? You played with Raja as well, right? When he came back to... I uh, did, when Spitz. he was... Yeah, that was yeah. his last season, 2003. He was... Um, He came in the middle of the season. Uh, we won the championship, and then uh, very next year he became a president of the of the of the same club. So it was uh, yeah, yeah. No, but he year. was still. Uh, I I looked up the stats from that final year of him. He was still amazing with twenty two points or something over the whole season. So no, it was just incredible when you see him. I think he was um, in my age now, in age of thirty eight. Mm, yeah, and. Uh, just the fastest on the floor like uh jumping still high you know with all the experience it was unstoppable it was great great uh, to see uh, these full matches of the final uh, are uh, to yeah. be seen on, on youtube you can still watch uh, split uh, against sibona it was i believe yeah yeah, yeah. yeah on, i didn't uh, even know how many away yeah yeah i i saw them yesterday okay yeah. so yeah yeah oh. we, we, number, there was a certain number 11 that we uh, yeah. all recognized yeah with a towel in his hands yes yeah. that was me yeah, yeah. no <laughs> but you were you were only 18 eh, in that yeah. games and i I think they played with a rotation of maybe six or seven players. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. But, uh, that, that, that season was my first uh, season when I started getting minutes. So I yeah. had a lot of minutes before Dino came in our team. And then, uh, yeah. then uh, and also in the and you could also ABA League, you yeah. played a lot. That yeah, season. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's the that season. And we play, I think, uh, what is now Euro Cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's a high-level competition. And uh, it was great for an 18-year-old kid. I mean, uh, such amount of minutes and uh, such a role. I had a... I was it was great, and, and then, then also when the minutes dropped, when Raja comes in, yeah. he played. You know, you were more of a four, and he was more of a five at, back in that time. Um, but then also as a young guy, you can probably learn a lot from such an experienced player. Yeah, of course. That's that's a, that's why I think that it's uh, very important in every team to have uh, experienced players because like youngsters cannot develop just by themselves. You know, hard work is one thing, playing games is another thing. But you know, all these. Little things, you know, like where you can copy, especially uh, uh, from the experience of uh, very professional guys, is that you cannot get from anywhere else except from a great example in your own team. So yeah. that's why, I mean, it helped me, but I think in, uh, in that, that every every team needs needs experienced players in that way. Mm -hmm. That's their role. How difficult was it for you to be a young basketball player in um in that area because we talked about this uh, for example with Jan Stalman he also worked over there and he said it's like it's 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 uncomparable to the Netherlands because it's in it basically it's a military regime that's correct and that's <laughs> nothing new for me and no, i would no. say i would say if that that is the something that it push you Uh, to to your limits, and uh, only when you are pushing your limits, you can be you can achieve. Uh, I say the the the, uh, the best out of your talent. So for me, that was the normal process, a normal approach. Uh, it was hard. Yeah, it was. Uh, they they always say it. Yeah, to get to the stars, you have to get uh, through the sweat, blood, and tears, and that's mm -hmm. that's what it is. And I think that is a. Uh, Good approach still. Can we learn something in the Netherlands from that? Yeah, well, I think that it's... Um, I think I think that has to be established. Like when we are talking about uh, top sport mentality, that a lot of kids uh, don't know what that means. Mm. Some of them, they do, but that's that is coming out from them, them all. But some of them, you just need to teach. Hmm. And for some of them, it's just uh, too harsh, too hard. But um, we are another uh, a country. We have another uh, way of thinking. In the Netherlands, sports has to be fun. Well, well, I, you know, I'm. Um, um, that's a different, different type of approach. Uh, I think it is fun. 
when mm. you develop mm. yourself, when you become better, when you are more competitive, when you're winning games, when you're winning trophies. Isn't that fun? So the question is, what is fun? Yep. Yeah. What is fun? If yeah. you are playing just to play, well, you can do that yeah, on a basketball court outside on the street. So we're in Northern Plantsoon. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. But when yeah. you want to uh, become a pro, you have, uh, yeah, you need another uh, approach to uh, to reach that. I agree yeah. completely. Yeah. 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 Hey, Split was the, the start of your journey. We're not going to uh, stay with, with all the clubs you played, I think, maybe. No, that's too long. <laughs> you, 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 you know how many uh, clubs you were under contract, uh, different clubs? I, th- I think maybe 14 or 15. More. Could be. Um, 17. Uh, when, yeah, 17 even. Okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, when you were like, like uh, 18, 20, um, did you have this journey in mind to uh, to go over uh, yeah the whole wor- basketball world to to play everywhere or no I, I would say when I just started to play basketball the dream was to become a pro mm-hmm. player mm-hmm. of uh, split ex Yugoslavia yeah 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 of course you know like just just put a jersey on you know be in front of a crowd that's yeah. that's the goal yeah but when that happened you know like ambitions start to grow you know I had uh, even my um, Shot back in the days with the NBA where I uh, went on a draft when I went uh, on two summer leagues playing for Chicago Bulls. And, uh, you know, that that dream was alive and you think, okay, like this, and you are driven to achieve that. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, that, uh, well, that didn't happen. There was a bit of disappointment, let's say, but still, you know, like I would say that uh, you try to build the best uh, European career that you can, you know, and uh, I have to say I'm proud that I was a part of uh, EuroLeague teams, Euro Cup teams, you know, playing mm-hmm. f- playing, playing some time for national teams. So it was, uh, I think I, maybe I didn't achieve uh, full potential from my, f- from, yeah, from my talent, but uh, I can't, I, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with what I achieved. Yeah, you have uh, a lot of experiences uh, in your bag, not only basketball-wise, but uh, I think all the countries you went and you lived in. Yeah, that is that is something that I think it, it comes with uh, with the sport. You have some uh, players that they spend all entire careers with one club. That was not my case, of course. But, you know, I'm blessed from the other hand that um, I experienced good, I experienced bad. But, uh, you know, like meeting new cultures, uh, you know, learning some uh, different languages, um, seeing seeing a lot, you know, how different people live uh, between different l- religions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, that's 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 a fortune. How, how many languages do you uh, uh, can you understand? So let's uh, talk about that. Uh, yeah, well, let's say that, yeah. Besides Croatian, English is okay, and uh, uh, Netherlands is on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to promise the date when I'm going to speak fluently, but I'm working on it. Ja, but when people talk to you and they don't know English, they can <laughs> praat Nederlands tegen jou, want dan versta je het ook. Dus dan, yeah. alleen geef je dan in het Engels antwoord. Yeah. <laughs> Except for me, because I Except I from Bas, because he I talks fast. I can probeer hem, maar mijn Nederlands is niet zo goed, maar oké. Okay. It will come. Maybe we'll target uh, next summer that uh, we do a podcast. Let, let's not target it. So. Okay, not target <laughs> <laughs> No, it will come. It will yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. I am, I'm, I'm yeah. aware of that, that I'm missing mm. that. Well, uh, Russian, I can communicate and, uh, and uh, Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and, the, and the coaches you had, uh, was the communication always, yeah, of course, not in Yugoslavia, but uh, was it always in, in English uh, no. all over the world? No? Yes, actually, but uh, in Spain, though. Oh, in Spain, yeah, of course. No. So, first practice, coach was <laughs> just, uh, that's my uh, coach in Bilbao. He's now coach in Tenerife. He won uh, two uh, uh, basketball champions leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was uh, from the first practice he was just in Spanish just and Spanish. I was like completely lost I'm yeah. like okay what now <laughs> so you have to learn but, uh, but funny thing is yeah. was that uh, all these basketball terms you learn very fast because mm-hmm. it, they are every day on the practice they are on every video yeah. so you do understand what he's saying uh-huh. but you can't say nothing back so, oh, yeah. and that's great for him so. <laughs> <laughs> you can nod or shake your head and yeah, not shake it <laughs> and, and, and then during this this journey um, uh, did you have assistance of uh, an agent who who put you all over these clubs or did yeah, you of do something yourself of no no never no, no. myself never no. never okay, never, okay. never I always had an agent who mm-hmm. took care of uh, still, the, still the same uh, no, no 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 I, I changed few agents mm-hmm. during okay. my career uh but uh, but yeah, there, that was their job to take care of uh, me and uh, bring the best what is for me in that career. And sometimes was the best, sometimes not. So. And then you put on a checkbox, uh, coach have to talk English. 
well to be honest that was a good experience because i, yeah. I could learn spanish and um but no in, in every other uh place it was it was uh, straight english because uh, most of the teams have a uh, lot of americans and mm -hmm. they speak just english yeah so yeah yeah yeah, that's, yeah. That's when it. you yeah, recruit you, them uh, you said yeah, you so have, sometimes it was a good spot sometimes it was a less of a good spot um Can you uh, tell us about a spot that you didn't like or wasn't at the right time, at the right place? No, well... And how did you deal with that? Yeah, well, let's say like this, uh, that you are always trying to combine basketball in the first place and then uh, life conditions in the second. Mm. Uh, of course, money-wise has to be also all right. So, um, yeah, some, some places, let's say in Greece... Uh, playing Greek league for Pauk for this big club uh, great fans yeah. uh, great living great climate finance is problem yeah mm. then you go I don't know um, I go in Ukraine in Mariupol actually where it was really devastated yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. war but I have to say it was not the most beautiful city even before the war and uh, but yeah finances was great basketball was also on good level but yeah, living was hmm. not there yeah. <laughs> so you know you're always missing something but in that way i would say that um uh besides uh donor i would say in spanish in spain i had beautiful three years and uh two years in uh, in turkey in ankara yeah. and istanbul hmm. so i can th that was the places where everything fit together yeah and are that the places you uh you go back sometimes To, to visit the people you met there or uh, are there any places the, that you go back? Well, you know, I, it's really on my list. So, sometimes I would travel uh, like we don't know we did, you know, we went to Istanbul, you know, mm -hmm. and I was there, you know, and then it's nice to be in the same city, you know, you know a little bit of the city, you know, a little bit of the places. You always see some people that you know, you know, but, um, but yeah, like for example, Bilbao, since I left, I never been back and no. that's for sure the place that I want to go back, you know, and, uh, and be there. But, uh, yeah, sometimes, some, for sure I have it in plan, but I didn't, I have to say that no, I didn't no. do it. No. It's also no. on my wish list, Bilbao. Bilbao. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe you can go uh, together <laughs> sometimes <laughs> or we, we have to draw it. Uh, we have to go get, uh, some, some, a little bit farther into the, further into the, uh, Europe Cup and then yeah. maybe uh, you get a chance to get yeah. close. And to Bilbao. only business class. <laughs> only <laughs> only yeah. business class. Of course. Yeah, because uh, we are told everywhere, every, uh, gym you go into, some, there's somebody you know. Uh, somebody around in the club uh, told us uh, told us so yeah so, actually that was um, I think when we were start playing European competition whenever yeah. we go somewhere yeah. it's is that old player or, or somebody from the staff there's or, always a link or, always somebody yeah. Yeah. always yeah. somebody really and now even now in Las Vegas it was mm. funny that Of course, uh, had some appointments and some meetings with some people, but there are so many random people that I know from past and not seen for years or lose the contact and I just see them yeah, yeah, yeah. in a gym. But there was actually two times that it was just completely out of the gym. It was in a restaurant uh, <laughs> just randomly. And yeah, so that was, that was also fun. Yeah. So it was also about connecting again. Yeah. Yeah, of course, you exchange the numbers, you never yeah. know, you know, what type of information you need, you know, but it's always great to see those faces. After Networking. Some years. Yeah, and, and exactly. There, there's another nice uh, thing from that, because you, you didn't change uh, over the last years, you you still look the same. <laughs> wow. So, so you're, 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 Thank you you're, very much, Buzz. You'll, you'll be recognized. <laughs> A young I God. Would completely, A young <laughs> I would completely disagree <laughs> with you, but thank you, thank you, yeah. Uh, I saw this, this game from uh, 2003. Uh, the beard is extra, but uh, for the rest, uh, I would recognize you wow. from uh, this. Uh, And beard become great, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of this podcast, let's talk also a little bit more about the future, because I think yeah. we, all had, we all had tough years with COVID. Um, uh, and besides COVID, you also had the cardiac arrest, of course, in 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, we are now two years uh, further. Uh, how do you feel about uh, the future, uh, not only for Donor, but also for yourself? Well, to me, to be honest, that is, um, yeah, that was a tough one. Uh, of course, uh, with COVID, stopping a uh, basketball career, not yeah. trying, not finishing, uh, just stopping because of the COVID. Then uh, heart arrest, of course, uh, that was, uh, yeah, came from nowhere, let's say. And, uh, 
luckily physically recovery was really fast and um, it was never happened even something close to it but and hopefully that will stay that way but uh, nobody could explain why that happened and uh, the thing is that accepting that something like that could happen to me uh, being athlete all my life being uh, still in the shape uh, doing sports was not acceptable let's say yeah so but realizing yeah okay that can really happen to anyone and uh but from there on i would say now uh i'm uh i'm, uh, I'm pretty stable in all the all the all the ways and uh yeah keep did it, it keep did it, it change way. your life like you thought well after that enjoy life even more You know, uh, I had that question before, and I was saying yes, of course, and uh, mm -hmm. but actually, no. In that way, in that time, not at all. I think it has passed now. The time that I have that I realized what actually happened to me, and then I start to have little changes in my life. That uh, you know, I start to take care of, not more take care of more myself, but like okay, what I really want in my life, you know, and uh, what I want, and not what others exactly. really want. So, yeah. like you know. Okay. So. Do you have burning questions left, uh, yeah. guys? Yeah, the, the the start of the season. Eh? Uh, yeah. I think the 14th of August is an, uh, the, f the first meeting. Yeah. Um, uh, are uh, the players then, um, yeah, uh, is, is the roster complete uh, in, in a few weeks? I see you know a little bit more than I do. Huh? No, kidding. Yeah, 14th yeah. is yeah. the first yeah. dinner, Sunday, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's traditionally always the, the, the first dinner, how we start uh, every season. Yeah. Um, Some type of goal it's to uh, have roster completed by first of August. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's say fifth. Yeah, the top. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But no, I would, I would say I would keep it because you have to do the paperwork because the, uh, yeah, the, the, the yeah, social media guy has to yeah. have the time to make a highlight <laughs> video. And, yeah, uh, yeah, but also also the checkups of the players. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and yeah. Um, medicals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and, and is there any chance? Uh, We're gonna see more players of of the last uh, season uh, back with the team, but that's a that's a tricky question. Yeah, well, I can't answer you that now. No, 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 no problem. Honest, that's like, no problem. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to say nothing because, uh, yeah, I, I don't even know. Okay, so okay. yeah, keep it that way. What's the goal this season? <coughs> uh, uh, of course, the goal is you want to win prizes. You want to be the best. But is that really uh, the goal for you and the rest of the, the club? I mean, we, we have to understand that we always want to be the best uh, that we can. Fighting for trophies is something uh, what is there, of course, without without saying it. But I would say that, um, you know, without thinking of going through almost complete rebuild of the team, to be um, quite a challenge to you know put everything together and how we want to look as a team what type of culture we want to present mm. and uh, what every player will stand for you know and uh, in the service for the for the team also this um, new situation with uh, with of course co coaching staff you know we um, i think we created a good group group of people you know good uh, environment for everybody to for a growth you know so uh, that's 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 the goals i think and that's the challenges that we have to go through you know like i think it is the good idea behind it but yeah time will show it has to develop yeah i agree yeah, yeah. just like last season and the season before that and yeah, yeah. Season now before but that. A, a difference is maybe we can uh, there's always develop the, the, the chemistry that uh uh existed in the in the be next players between the team and the, and the fans and the club yeah. and yeah I, i hope that it comes earlier in the season uh next next year after these uh, yeah. these two special seasons i think yeah. i think that's a good point uh mm. boss because it's it's about development uh on the on the grounds but it's also about development on the stands yeah. and it has to go together yeah. yep hashtag together exactly <laughs> exactly that's i mean we <coughs> We are not saying just uh, for nothing that uh, fans are our sixth uh, player on the court, but it's really that bond and that do yeah. doing things together is very, very important. So, like, yeah, of course that we need uh, people's support and uh, believing in what we are doing, you know, and, uh, of course, there, there will be tough uh, situations, but, mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, keep believing it, staying together, that's the only thing. 
Okay. Well, yeah. we will try to, uh, to 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 do that as fans, and uh, we already booked our first uh, road uh, yeah. game. So yeah, Leicester away. <laughs> during wow. the pre-season. they're going to the wow. training yeah. to the training camp there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, just the two of you, huh? Just the yeah. Two. yeah. And yeah, we're yeah. also yeah. looking at um, Brindisi, but that is yeah. a little bit difficult because we also <laughs> we we need to. F- we land from we go to the USA as well and then we land from the USA and a couple of hours later we need to be on a plane wow. to <laughs> Rome I believe yeah. Yeah. or Milan and then have a train or another plane from there on so that's to a little bit difficult yeah. because that's the we'll only, that's the only club uh, European opponent we know of yeah. now we know so far definitely yes, yeah. 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 yes that's, that's yeah. correct that's correct and we yeah. are really looking forward to that. Yeah. So, uh, because we did talked about that in this uh, podcast, but uh, maybe a few seconds because uh, you, uh, uh, boss, uh-huh. um, really followed that that process of the, of the drawing of the drawing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's that's my my hobby, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, yeah. You're a walking I, you, you, agenda. You were there, or no, 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 no. no. I, but you can follow it uh, from from home, uh, and okay. and I did it for the last I think ten or twelve years. I, I got into all the details and, and these uh, opt-ins, opt-outs. And uh, so I, I know what's going to happen um, even uh, earlier than uh, some other clubs in, uh, in, in the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, what uh, do you hope for, Bas, uh, uh, besides uh, Brindisi? Ooh, the other, the other clubs, yeah. Do you have a wish list of opponents or countries uh, you want to visit? No. It's, yeah, it's going to be a tough pool anyway. So, yeah. yeah. We yeah. are not very agree with Drago. Yeah. I agree. It's going to be a tough pool. I mean, uh, from one side, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think we will have Bamberg. Yeah, I but, don't think, but uh, it's going to uh, be U- yeah. Ukrainian team, eh? Or yeah, or yeah. Norkoping. What is uh, Norkoping? Uh, yeah, Budivelnik. Yeah, what is uh, both? I would say good opponents. And, Riga, and then uh, and the other one. And the yeah. other one, I it's I would say either Pristina, either uh, Kalev. Yeah. Mm. From Estonia, yeah, yeah, from Estonia. But not yeah. uh, Kaffenburg is is uh, outsider, yeah. I think. They, they were yeah. seeded one, but yeah, yeah that's because yeah. of they they played three uh, years. Uh, yeah, I I would say by the by the budget and culture and everything what pa- what's coming mm. from the past. I yeah. don't know the teams, I don't know the rosters, but I I would say those kind of Colors, those kind yeah. of teams. Yeah, yeah, Estonia is a great uh, place to go. Yeah, I really would like to fly to Estonia. I really like that country. <laughs> yeah, Tallinn is one of my favorite cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so we are already planning our. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not only about basketball. It's <laughs> also. It's, it's also, also about the city experience. Yeah, and traveling. That's how yeah. we do it. Yeah, that's how we do it. Right. Uh, okay, Bas, Yannick, mm-hmm. uh, of course. Uh, thanks to you guys uh, for showing up again yep. in this uh, podcast. It's still season two. Yeah. 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 When it will be season three? Uh, I think somewhere in August. Yeah. Uh, maybe after the first uh, first training moment or the first uh, friendly match, then we're gonna go uh, live again, and we're gonna go build up to our 100th yeah. episode. <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah, that and, and our second anniversary is coming up uh, sooner. Yeah, also so the 28th of August. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the 28th of August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was at on uh, on Groningen's uh, onset. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, Drago, thanks a lot for your. Um, uh, for talking to us, but also uh, to be uh, as transparent as possible <laughs> to us. And uh, of course, we wish you uh, good luck uh, with uh, everything that will come up in the couple of next couple of uh, weeks and months. Thank you, and thank you for your invitation. It was a pleasure. In the tussentijd uh, kun je ons natuurlijk volgen op Twitter. Yannick via het Yannick Bassonbas, via het Dota 2014, mij via het Klaasje Grundebladenbalist, de Balen, de Worcester Radio is op Twitter, Facebook, Instagram te volgen via het Dona Podcast. En je kan je op deze podcast abonneren via Transistor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Luister je via Apple Podcast, laat dan nog even een leuke recensie achter de Worcester Radio's op productie van KVM Media. Dan volgen via KVM Media, neem kijk op KVM Media, dan nog belangrijker. Steun ons via onze petje per dagpagina. De link vind je in de show notes en op social media. Dit was seizoen 2, aflevering, nou wat was het? 44. 40 alweer van de Russo Radio. En ook als de mussen van het dak vallen, blijven wij het roepen. Tot donar.